Thursday nights, 8 p.m. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, folks. And we got a big week to talk about here because we got corporate mergers. We got people possibly switching sides. And to top it all off, there is always the drama of the PWI 500. All that and more, folks. Stay with us. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. everybody how is it going it is thursday night 8 p.m as we always are with your big gold belt wrestling podcast i'm will we got two chains to my left we got the giant crab jamal to my right we got the three of us tonight not quite a full house here but more than a two-man power trip so always mm-hmm. good to have a bunch of the guys here tonight to talk the world of wrestling because we got a lot going on this week this is kind of a historical week in a a number of ways, including yeah. the PWI 500. I always got the PWI 500. I always got to have a laugh about because it's probably one of the. It's guaranteed to create drama every year, and it really shouldn't. Not but for, it always not, does. Not for the wrestlers, though. I just know it nope. felt like the wrestlers it love like, it these days. Yeah, I was just gonna say it felt like more for sure last year. I felt like the tone was a uh, was a little changed up or switched up, but for sure everybody's celebrating this year, no matter where they're at. I, I'd seen a couple of folks. I was going to name somebody, but I seen a couple of folks saying, "Hey, I'm here." Time to work harder. I think yeah. that's exactly right. If you need any and anything, any and everything to motivate you to want to do better, I think it's a good cause. But uh, beyond the people that are on the list is the folks who would, has never even been in the ring that are creating the buzz and the stir and stuff about it. So, oh yeah, you know, we, we yeah. will get to we'll get to all that. We'll mm-hmm. get to all that because that the fans always got to have their uh, oh this this ain't right this yeah. ain't how it should be when it, yeah. as we always like to say Jamal always puts the best it's a list it is a list and just yep. look at it like that it's a list we'll get into that later because there's definitely bigger things going on in wrestling folks none bigger than this Tuesday it happened the era of the McMahon family owning. WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, the World Wrestling Federation, whatever name you want to use, something that's always been a family-owned business in my lifetime has uh, now become a corporate conglomeration, I guess. Uh, a mega merger went yeah. down. We, were, we found out about it after WrestleMania, but it's official now. So now we have WWE on one side, we got UFC on the other, and they've come together to form TKO. <laughs> <laughs> as the new parent company of both what that you- has been a spun off of Endeavor which already owned UFC and now has taken on WWE also. So the key part is Endeavor does not own WWE. It's TKO is the company underneath Endeavor owned fully by Endeavor that now uh is a uh, the WWE I guess main thing. Let me get the breakdown here. Endeavor owns 51% of the new company, and WWE shareholders own 49% of it. So Endeavor is the majority owner of TKO, is the big deal. Uh, Valuation of $21.4 billion. Billion with a B. Billion dollars for this uh, new company. It's on the New York Stock Exchange. They took over the Darna Stock Exchange Tuesday. If you were anywhere online this week, I'm sure you've seen... uh, the pictures of they had the whole darn street like blocked off with yeah. title belts, giant size belts and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. So quite the uh, media experience of this yeah. huge new company. Uh, quick little breakdown of the overhead deal, because this has been a lot of the talk I've been seeing this week is 
people immediately being like, well, v- Vince is no longer in charge. Now Vince has to answer to somebody. He's no <laughs> longer, you know, so there's actually someone above him now. So the way it works apparently is Vince McMahon is executive chairman of TKO. He's also fully in charge of WWE along with Nick Khan, who is also part of the board of TKO. Uh, Nick Khan is uh, apparently WWE president. Dana White uh, is UFC president and heading up the UFC side of things. And we'll also have the title of UFC CEO. Uh, Endeavor's Ari Emanuel is CEO of TKO and Endeavor's Mark Shapiro is the president and chief operating officer of the new company. So essentially Ari Emanuel and Mark Shapiro are your tippy top, absolute top guys over your Dana and Vince and Nick Cons and all that heading up the smaller parts. But Mm -hmm. make no mistake uh, from pretty much what we've seen uh, in UFC's Endeavor era. Uh, Endeavor may be behind everything and they may be, you know, definitely have some say in stuff, but Dana very much has been running UFC the way he has wanted to run UFC for uh, the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they definitely were very clear about uh, going into when they announced this deal back in uh, after WrestleMania that they specifically wanted Vince involved because they're like, he's the one that knows wrestling. We don't know wrestling. That's not our deal. So yeah. the idea that, Vince uh, ain't in charge no more. It ain't his company. Yeah, on paper, and in some ways, yes, but in some ways, no. So I, 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 I people are just being so weird about, oh, this is it for Vince. This is it. And I'm like, I don't see it like that. I don't know. Nah, I think there's two things here. I think, um, I think the first thing is your comment about Dana White pretty much running the USC how he wanted to. I think Dana White has always been like the, 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 the facial of the UFC. Yes. But I think there's a level of continuity amongst all of their higher ups, which is why when Dana does the things he does, everyone's on board with it's different in the WWE because Vince's decisions were truly Vince's decisions that not everybody across the board probably backed um, as folks have been very vocal. And we know if there was any bit of turmoil in the UFC, if this wasn't to be true, we would have heard about it as well. But you know, I think everybody was on the same page with the UFC. But I think at the end of the day, as I said, that Dana White, uh, whether he's the, the 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 front man for the UFC or the folks, the, the nameless folks or the faceless folks of it, everybody respects what Vince McMahon does. Everybody in all of entertainment and sports and respects what Vince McMahon does. WrestleMania is one of the biggest events um, in all of events, you know, very when you talk about the top five major events of all time or, 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 or should I say annually, you mean WrestleMania is there. Um, and the UFC, as I said many, many times, look over to the WWE for inspiration, the way they create stars, the presentation. Very similar aesthetic. businesses always yep. have been. And they just can't capture it. So if you can't actually do it yourself, why not bring the mastermind behind it over and learn uh, and, and 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 pretty much study his expertise. Um, so beyond them cutting a check, you want Vince at the table because you want to see how this man thinks. You want to see how this man has shown resilience over the years, you know, and how he continues to be the top of uh, not only his respected sport, but now a fixture in entertainment. You know, let's not forget before this whole endeavor thing happened that there was other players in the game that wanted to get get a little bit of that WWE. You know, there was rumors about Apple. There was rumors about Disney. There was rumors about Amazon. You're doing something right when these major entertainment companies are all looking over to say, can we get some of that? And and, and don't forget when, de- when the UFC was up for sale, there wasn't many people at the table. It wasn't. So you have to think from a business standpoint, it's valuable to have Vince there. Is um absolutely a win for them business logistical logistically going forward to have all the powers at hand to make both of these respected brands uh better together. Is that the same for the WWE better together? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, there I work, you go. I worked that Our in man there. Adrian is back again this week. What up? Gonna, gonna be I'm sure sharing his thoughts on everything as we go through the show tonight, folks. And you can do that too with chiming in and we'll get you on the screen as we're talking tonight. But yeah, I mean, it's the two of them getting there doesn't surprise me at all. It, Cause it's so such similar business models. Dana and Vince have such similarities to begin with. And 
it's not like we're talking like, you know, apples and oranges here. I think it's very similar things and it's just more money, 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 and more money getting together. If, is if you, what you got going on. And, e- and even, even if they're not similar business models, the UFC wants to mimic what the WWE does because the WWE is marketable to everybody. The UFC has a niche, much like AEW has a niche, but the WWE has went beyond pro wrestling and has infiltrated the, the, the world of entertainment that they get these sponsorships they get product placement they get these other um you know collaborations with folks that folks wish they could get does the the, the ufc have anything with netflix has anybody ever heard of anything of that no (laughs) or disney no that's espn all espn yeah well yeah this this mickey mouse prime not not the mickey (laughs) not the espn mickey um, but yeah, essentially, like as a brand, you want to you want to the, the goal is always to be marketable outside of your niche audience. And I think that's why having them all together in the same table makes them valuable across the board, because the, you can say the WWE also wants to infiltrate the combat sports world even more. They, they want to get these UFC folks, these boxing folks, these boxing enthusiasts to come over there. And, and see what they got going on. They get the journalists to do it, but they got to get the fans. If they can get the fans, or well, everybody, it's just more money for everybody here. And I think that, again, having everybody at the same table all at the same time um, creates a business strategy that makes sense. Now, last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to give it away, is last year, I think it was last year, it was last year, I was sold on going to Vegas for money in the bank. And right. what else happened that same weekend? The UFC had a fight the same weekend, which logistically was bad for the both of them because they weren't on the same page. Obviously, the money in the bank had to be moved from arena, and the UFC had to be uh, the UFC also couldn't run their normal uh, uh, venue uh, because of this. Now you're on the same page. You take over a city. It's 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 all about working on the schedule that makes sense. You don't have to worry about playing chess anymore. Now now you're on the same team. So when you talk about creating fight night weekends oh it's absolutely usc on a saturday run wwe on a sunday run run smackdown on friday in the same city combat sports fans will be there to buy tickets imagine even buying the package could you imagine that say hey i'm gonna go to usc blah 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 (laughs) tko weekend i'm with it and i think more folks will be too all right let's get crab in here we haven't heard anything from crab yet about the merger uh, yeah, so I think the biggest thing is going to be how similar things will be. If you don't watch the UFC, like I don't watch the UFC, then I don't think that there's going to be too much of a change from the WWE side of things. Uh, if you don't watch WWE, I don't think that you're going to see too much involvement on the UFC side of things. I do think that there will be some uh, level of synergy um, and I do think that there, there, because there has to be, there's just too much money on the table, too much cross pollination, you know, uh, even though I prefer one to the other, uh, you know, it, it would be ignorant of me to say that like this merger doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely does make sense. If you have a group that are willing to pay, how much is a UFC pay-per-view between 15 and 50 bucks? You know, more like, like 50 70. to 70? No, yeah, well, depending on whether it's on ESPN plus or a pay-per-view, right? Yeah, it's still it's still they're all 50. they're all ESPN plus nowadays. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, but you mean so, you do have UFC Fight Night and then you do have UFC proper uh pay-per-view, which is right. you know UFC number, blah blah blah. Right. But you but you have a dedicated fan base that is willing to some degree to shell out uh money. Absolutely. Or you and then of course there's the businesses behind them that go like Buffalo Wild Wings or the movie theaters or the whatever that makes it uh, a celebration. Um what WWE has done well, has taken the combat sports, stylized it uh, and to the point where it is entertainment. What UFC is trying to do is take a real sport and stylize it to the point where it's more than just the sport. UFC, for what it's worth, has not been able to get the WrestleMania level, SummerSlam level of attention across the mainstream. Maybe they do have a star. But who would be the rock of UFC? I don't know a guy on that level. Okay, fine. The rock is a bad example because he's one of one. 
but who would be the Edge, the CM Punk, the, you know, maybe Hogan's a bad example because he's one of one for that generation. But who's the Steve Austin of, of UFC? I don't know that guy because, when, you know, in, his mo- in the moment, you knew who the Steve Austin was. You knew who Vince McMahon, the character, was. Uh, and, and, and I don't know how they come to that, um, how they bridge that gap between sports and entertainment. And that's why WWE is on board. That will probably look more differently for UFC than it will for WWE. Because UFC is trying to get where WWE has been for the past 50 years. Mm-hmm. And I think by working together, everybody eats. You know, and that's 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 kind of what it is. Now, the real thing is, now that you have this 800-pound gorilla in the room that is literally going to take off, take over weekends, you know, for this combat sports niche of the sports roundtable. They're going to own Saturday and Sunday. If you're mm-hmm. the competition, you have got to be uh, you know, sweating bullets now. You got to dodge. You have got to. You will have to dodge cities. I will also say this, too. It's not also a good look for independent shows doing what they usually do, trailing uh, WWE in the town-to-town events because everything will be everything will be taking up more space. <laughs> when they're doing, they do these dual events. You're going to have like the UFC contingent and the WWE contingent taking over the damn town. So right, because everybody can go to the show. Take WrestleMania right. for example; it's going to sell out both nights, and there's going to be more people than they have tickets. So. Somebody's going to an indie show. Somebody's going to a UFC show. Listen, more people are more keen, especially in these cities that they're going to run, because you know now with the UFC and this being the whole thing, they're going to say, we're going after the fight cities. I think logistics is going to change. Some of these smaller cities are definitely not going to be they won't be getting uh, not, it. This this uh, is ma- this is major city events because it's got to be. They got to have the hotel set up. They got to have the infrastructure. If they're help, preferably, I'm sure they wanted to have two buildings they can use because they're gonna have one building for UFC, right. one building for and WWE. That, just like Vegas, so I was I was going yeah. back to look. So 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 UFC it was two UFC uh, seven uh, two seventy six, which is Alessandra. Uh, it was Alessandra was uh, had a fight. So you know one of their biggest fighters. Just, they had that at T-Mobile Arena. WWD was going to have it at a at a uh, allegiance. Is that what it's called? Allegiance. No. The, they were going. They were going to have it at the stadium, and then they moved the Raiders Stadium. Yeah. Allegiance. Yeah, and then they yeah. end up having it at, at massive uh, massive MGM, uh, which isn't a good arena. But at the end of the day, what I was going to say to you, Jamal, is that while folks may not have tickets to go, people are more keen to watch it at a local bar in the city than to go to a secondary event. They'll say, "Oh well, we'll just we'll just watch it over here, then right in the city." We're, we're, and it, I, it creates the atmosphere. If you're local to that city, maybe. But I'm willing. I, I I found it hard to believe that somebody would fly to Vegas to watch a UFC show at a Buffalo Wild Wings. I I think if you have, it, it depends. Like if you're going for the whole weekend, you're not doing the SmackDown, you're not doing the Raw. You just right. I mean, like you're going to get in somewhere. I mean, that's yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. It's not I WrestleMania. Just, maybe you don't get to WrestleMania. But you might go to the Raw after. You might go to the SmackDown after. You may right. go to the Supercar. You may go to one, the, one of the 57 indie shows that are going to be around. You're right. going to experience <laughs> WrestleMania somehow. I just think, yeah, I just think that in this case now, the, the, indie, the indie show just, they hurt because now you got the UFC and you got whatever they may be able to bring to this whole weekend of festivities. You know, the, the UFC official watch party for WrestleMania. Where you get to watch it with <laughs> UFC fighters? Could that be a thing? Certainly, UFC legends. People, people, listen. Wrestling folks love meet and greets, and they don't care who it is. So you, the fact that you do something like that, say, "Hey, watch WrestleMania with your favorite UFC star." Blah 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 blah. Yes, absolutely yes, absolutely yes. Our guy Toxic Key wants a TV title from this whole deal for WWE. So if they throw him that, then he, he's going to be happy. All he needs a TV title to hook him up. I got to be honest with you. I want all new belts. Apparently, like, there's talk about restructuring all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's they say there's not going to be massive changes, but at the same time, it's new ownership. So I'm sure everything is going to be looked at, at least. Doesn't mean stuff's yeah. going to happen necessarily, but... They're going to look at everything. 
So I'm going to yeah. check everything. I'll be like, oh, why is this like this? Why is this like this? Yeah. You know, but, but everything's, like, everything's up for review. At this there's point. a fundamental difference between working a wrestling match and training for a UFC event. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the, so the, I don't think the overlap is going to be in the ring. I don't think we're going yeah. to see the universal champion be the universal champion of the TKO brand. Right. So we don't put a pass in though because money to be made. But still, I mean, I, I don't I don't see that happening. But I do see uh, some kind of uh, you know corporate synergy on the same level. I you know when you say they're running the same uh, same city, I can see uh, Royal Rumble, Tropicana Field. Uh, you know, one of the worst stadiums in baseball, but Tropicana Field, you, you know, 20, 25, 30,000. And then you have UFC the night before at the um, the, the Ice Palace in, in Tampa. That's the kind yeah. of setup. Totally. Yeah. And and UFC, do they run multiple shows in a weekend or is it just one and done? No, but I tell you what, they will be. I, I guarantee they will try to figure out a way to make something happen. Because they don't they have will. like a house show circuit or anything like that, do they? It's no, just all pay-per-views. Not all, but I can see okay. them doing like it could be. I mean, one the, the one thing that UFC does that does draw a lot of attention are weigh-ins, and I can see weigh-ins now becoming a bigger uh, spectacle than just coming in and you know they're doing a little bit of um, um, Q and A or you know a little bit of well, obviously fans can ask questions as well too. I could I could see them making that a bigger thing as well too. So, um, but other than that, with UFC uh, and I've I've been to just UFC weekends proper where it is just the, the um the pay-per-view the way in um they do interactive stuff in the city um they're definitely um the, the, the stars are in the town um you know little stuff like that you don't have a superstore um they you know they do stuff like that but nothing 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 granular like the wwe who does all that times 10 you know and plus they got more shows and more ways to have uh, uh fans engage i could just see them um kind of uh you know trying to figure out ways to to provide more content in the terms of UFC or <laughs> or did they do a press conference across the board with everybody where they have the WWE folks and the UFC folks up there uh taking questions from the media I mean why not uh and, and the, well the reason why I would say why not is because of the fact that WWE is a work and I think I, I I don't think meshing those two uh, things. Listen, um, I, th- I think that harms UFC more than it helps them. Listen. Because if WWE is at work and you have these guys that are, you know, working the show versus guys that are legitimately training for the show, that is a distinction. I mean, I, I believe that that is a distinction. And I think that, you know, bringing, you know, bringing these guys up there um, to share the stage with, you know, with the guys that are, you know, Legit, I, I I think that's that is a thing that kind of harms the UFC brand. I've been talking a lot, and this last I really want to say, and then I I quiet to the next uh, topic. People only care about the pause because of one thing: their mouth, and they sell each and every fight that they're a part of because of it. If you want to get folks into seeing those UFC fights, if you want folks that are watching UFC to get in for those WWE events. You let them get up there and talk, and there's no talk danger. Them into the seats. There's there no danger because when I was super sold that Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor hated each other, and that fight stopped in the seventh round, and I made a bet, a bet that this fight would get to the eighth round, and the odds of it was like a negative eighteen hundred thing <laughs> of a uh, point, and I'm just like, oh, I'm definitely, they're definitely, I'm covering that, and that, and the fight got stopped in the seventh, and if you've seen the fight, you're just like. Um, <laughs> and the fact that they had nothing but love, respect, hugs, and partied afterwards tells me one thing. And even with the pause, too, when there is money to be made, everybody is friends at the end of the day. So let them talk their talk. But when that check comes in, when that purse comes in at the end of the night, it's all good. It's so, all good. So then, knowing that there's a kayfabe element to the quote-unquote legit sport, does don't you think that that like kind of, you know, throws a little bit of sand in the eyes of the uh, of the viewer? I mean, because you made a bet based on what you thought was legitimate, you didn't know that you got worked. Yeah, Vegas. I have a Vegas. problem with that. <laughs> yeah, Vegas is going to Vegas. Oh, a thousand percent. I'm not even talking about Vegas. I'm saying that you did it based on your gut. Oh no, based for sure. on the work. 
Oh, for sure. And, I'm, Vegas, and when, I, when, I, when I say Vegas is going to Vegas, that means that when it comes down to betting, Vegas is going to make sure that they win. <laughs> right. That, that's fine. But, I, but, I, but even before Vegas, even before you looked at what the odds were, yeah, you took a bet based on based on your on your gut. However, the yeah. foundation was a work, and I think bringing that element of kayfabe into the legit sport is a problem. I wouldn't want the Harlem, Harlem Globetrotters to be an NBA team. I don't know, man. And even with the even with the rise of celebrity boxing, I think it's I think it's all okay. I think the the, the page has turned a little bit here. I think at the end of the day, people just want to be a part of the experience, and it is what it is. But like, well, then if it's can't... all the work, then then I don't care. I mean, that, that's that's the thing. If we're going to legitimize the thing and make it, you know, like you know, authentic, cool. But one is it working? One is it? And if it's all the work, it, fuck it. You know, yeah, why is it still out there though? That's the thing, my, I guess. My thinking is because of the amount of sports betting involved, there's got to be at least a bit of an error of legitimacy to it. It can't get, it can't become the complete damn circus that WWE is. But you can absolutely have sizzle. I mean, you already do with like your Conor McGregor's, you know, and the damn kind of promo was he be cutting. So there's, there's, there's plenty of room for sizzle in you know selling fights. And all yeah. that. I mean, hell, Muhammad Ali was doing it back in the day. So th- that there's plenty of room for that. It's just a matter of, you know, it well, can't become completely WWE. But that's but, what I'm saying, though. There's a difference between, you know, Ali, you know, talking about his opponent yeah. or, or whatever and somebody working a match to work the crowd. Right. And that that's and that's the same. Like you lost money on the work, not on the sizzle, not on. The thing, and that's that's, yeah, that's, that's that not promotion. Have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Toxic. We got the, we Roman got the match book right here. For every title. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus John Jones. That's the big. That's our crossover match. The Tribal Chief versus John Jones. I could see it. I could see it happening. And and and, and Toxic Key coming back with Connor was made for WWE. This They've is been not talking a, about them getting together for years now. And it's not. And it's sure not it's an accurate. Money. It's not an accurate statement. The truth is that. Folks can find a second breath of air in WWE. And they're already WWE... talking about that. Like you yes. finish up your UFC career and Hey, you get some mileage over here. Ronda already and Brock have already shown that you got the personality for it. You can cross over. So that, yep. Now it'll only be easier to do it because it's still under the same umbrella. So maybe they work that into some contracts where it's like, you know, Hey, when your time is up, we see something for you over here, you know, or if they even have to make it another contract, if it's, if the contracts are with TKO, you know, it just kind of covers both sides. I don't know. I mean, there, there's all kinds of stuff that could happen like that now. So it's a new era. It's a new era, yeah. as we've said. So actually, stay tuned on that. I think we've done yeah. it. We've done our first half here. I wasn't sure how much we'd get out of the, uh, the the merger talk. But, hey, it's a lot to think about. Big possibilities, man. And I can't wait for their first announced TKO event weekend. I, that's, yeah, that's going to be the thing. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I think people were jumping really quickly. Oh, my God, they're going to have to change nights. They're going to have to do all this. It's like they got buildings booked out for months right now. This isn't going to happen to like probably late next year at the earliest. Because Lord knows through Mania, stuff is pretty booked up building-wise. Yeah. So I would imagine maybe come summer. But it, it's going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit yeah. before we, we get our mega weekends. But wheels are turning wheels are turning all right folks we're going to take our halftime commercial break here oh i didn't think that's where we started do we have an indie spotlight this week yep we have okay we will come (laughs) back with the indie spotlight and then after that we're going to talk about people switching sides because there's all kinds of rumors about some people possibly looking for greener pastures and yes don't forget we will get to the pwi 500 lots to come folks stay with us your big gold belt wrestling podcast will be back right after this big gold belt media is your golden standard for all of your media needs visit biggoldbelt.com for pro wrestling info movies comics and even more digital content on all of your social medias follow us at big gold belt all across the board listen to this show and more on your soundcloud or wherever you get your podcasts
right, folks, we are back for our second half. And when the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast comes back for halftime, we always like to check out what's going on with the indies. So here is Giant Crab with the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast Indie Spotlight. And this week, we are going to Townsend, Delaware for CZW's Tournament of Death. It is, you know, a longstanding tradition to have it, uh, you know, the fall in Delaware. This uh, it's this next weekend, September 23rd. Uh, bell times at 2 p.m. Doors open at 1. That's a 179 Ebenezer Church Road in Townsend, Delaware. Uh, it's the Tournament of Death, you know, hardcore you know, tournament. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't been, uh, it's one of those uh, indie shows that you just kind of got to make to once in your life. But um, it, it's absolutely bananas. Uh, your first round matchups, you have Judge Joe Dredd versus Big F and Joe. That should be absolutely insane. Uh, you know, and you know, Schlack. I don't know how this guy keeps getting work, but uh, him <laughs> versus Eric Ryan is going to be is going to be hardcore as all hell. Um, so yeah, tournament of death, CZW. You can get tickets at CZWWrestling.com. September twenty third. That's next weekend, uh, two p.m. Uh, it starts at Townsend, Delaware. Absolutely bananas uh, show, craziness. Uh, you know, if you're not for the faint of heart, but if you are of the faint of heart, you're going to want to make it to Delaware. CZWWrestling.com has your tickets, and that's the indie spotlight for this week. Awesome, awesome. Lots of action happening as we head into the fall. Tournament of Death, as you said, that's a legendary show. I didn't even sneak up on me and say, oh, it's that time of year. It is that time of year where there's going to be bloodshed. (laughs) Legendary indie shows happening very soon. All right. So for this next section here, we're talking rumors. Because there's rumors going around. Rumors are swirling about people, about very specific names and there's at least enough smoke to the fire that we know one of these people's contract is up. And both of them, from what we've been seeing on TV, definitely looks like there is stuff happening where they are wrapping up where they currently are at. Not that that can't change, but there's enough smoke to the fire for us to be like, okay, there might be something to this. So here's the deal. There's been lots of talk about Edge since he had his uh, match in uh, Toronto with Sheamus a couple weeks ago about if edge is done. He even did a little statement online where he talked about that. He uh, had an extension in his hand from WWE, but had not signed it yet and was considering his options and figuring out what he's going to do. And if he's even going to continue wrestling, but there's all kinds of talk about, would he be interested in going to AEW? Would he go there? Could happen. Who knows? I, it's an interesting proposition on the flip side of that. Someone we've talked a lot about in recent weeks, Jade Cargill. Coming off last night's tapings, there is a lot of talk that she is now wrapping up with AEW and maybe WWE bound. So we got two names here, two very different names, one at the end of their career, one at the beginning. But in some ways, it could almost be a trade. It could almost be a a switching of the guard here in some ways. So is it going to happen? I don't know. But... It's an interesting damn proposition, I think, for sure. And on both sides of the coin here, we have Edge, who spent most of his entire career in WWE, except for his early days on the indies. Otherwise, he's always been a WWE guy who could go to a different environment for, like, you know, the tail end of his run here, because who knows how much longer he's going to do this. Jade, on the other hand, has only been in AEW since she started, you know, We've been very vocal about uh, how she's been used there over the years. And just, I mean, hell, we were just talking last week about AEW needing to make stars and needing to make larger-than-life personalities and how she specifically is someone that we've pictured as should be bigger than she is. Maybe that plays into this. Maybe that's part of what's going on here. And maybe she's looking for, she thinks she needs a bigger platform. I don't know. But at her, it'd be an entirely different ballgame. If she goes to WWE. So I don't know. Let, let, I guess initial thoughts, since we this is all just you know speculation at this point, but there's definitely seems to be smoke to the fire. But who knows? For all we know, they may stay right where they are, nothing may come of this. But today at least there's a lot of talk that they could be switching sides. So hell, let's, let's put it this way. If they are switching, say they both switch, what sides uh, getting the better deal here? <laughs> <laughs> I know who I think is getting the better deal. It's not even it's not even close. WWE getting Jay or Jay getting WWE 
is the bigger deal here. Um, w, uh, AEW has lost now, I feel, their biggest star. And I'm not saying their best wrestler. I'm saying their biggest star uh, because I think Jade transcends, transcends out of the wrestling sphere as somebody who can bring eyes on a brand. Now, I'm just going to say, AEW has now have to aggressively go get Mercedes Monet right now because that is... Not only the fill to the void, but the upgrade as well, too, to 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 really captivate that woman's wrestler uh, who has major star power. Because I feel like Jay has star power and uh, she'll only get more the more and more um, that she ventures outside of the world of professional wrestling. Anytime she does something on mainstream uh, media, main, anytime she does something outside of wrestling, mainstream media picks it up. She just did a music video with French Montana. All the major outlets picked it up. She walked uh, in the, in, on the fashion show. All the major outlets picked it up. Get her in some movies. They're going to eat that up. She, she's built like a Greek goddess. You put her <laughs> anywhere, people are going to look. She has an amazing family. She is a great mother to her daughter. These are things that are what good people should do, but very marketable, which is all the way D WWE DNA. This is a good move for her and her brand and for the, her future. Um, and I think that she did the right thing. She went and got those reps in at AEW to get her legs under herself to figure out if wrestling is something she can really do. And now she's been promoted to the big leagues. And that's just what it is. So good deal for her. Edge going to AEW does absolutely nothing. Because Edge, <laughs> Edge isn't going to AEW. Um, but if Adam decides to go to AEW, that's even worse. Because the name Edge... If you go and ask 10 people who Edge is, maybe six is going to say yes. If anybody said who's Adam Copeland, no one is going to know who that is. You can't even market that. You can't even put Adam and Christian on uh, a, a flyer without people be like, who the hell is Adam? Everyone's going to get Edge. And there's already three. There's already two Adams there. So it's just like, hey, who's your favorite Chris in Marvel? Well, uh, Chris Hemsworth? Chris Evans, Chris Pine, he's not even in Marvel. It's like, <laughs> what Chris are you talking about here with the three Chris's in Hollywood? And it's going to be the same thing when you say the Adams in AEW. What, what Adam? Cole? Cole no. or Copeland, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, Very similar Paige. names there. Very similar <laughs> names. Our guy, Issue. our guy Adrian, though, has an idea, though. Adam and Christian versus Hardy's in a one last match special event. So, I mean, yeah, that, that writes itself that they could do that as like a hell, hell all, well, all four of them will go off into the sunset afterwards. We write off the Hardys and a edgy Christian as like, guess their, what? Their, their, their last, last tag match ever. Guess what? They don't have, they don't have to do that in AEW. They could do that anywhere. So why? And if, if I'm, if I'm edge, I'm thinking, how do I not burn my bridge? You do the special match anywhere else outside of that sphere. You can do it in any independent wrestling promotion, and that will be more liked than going to AEW, and especially with the TKO folks probably looking across the board at who their competition is. There's none in MMA. They ain't worried about Bellator. But is, is AEW a threat? And if one of their potential – I mean, they're looking at contracts too, as we hear that the staffing is being told to stay home and telework because some cuts may come. So I'm definitely sure they're looking at talent contracts as well, too. And I think you have to take a look at saying, like, well, what's Edge going to do? Is he going to... And, and and don't forget, when you get a contract, well, most contracts, if you send somebody a contract, it's it's valid for a certain amount of time. So him not signing it for whatever still makes it a valid contract. He can sign it at any point, and then it's, it's, it's instated. So, you know, but at the end of the day, while that's out there, you still want to take a look to see what he's doing in his spare time to, to deem if he's going to be valuable for the brand. He goes to the AEW. I think that could potentially burn a bridge. And I think he may be aware of that, too. And what does that look like for him? Man, we've been so loyal to you. and We've been, you know, residuals for your well, merch and, and all this other stuff. He hasn't been wrestling full time anyway. I mean, he's been on a reduced schedule because, I mean, Lord knows he's not, you know, he's banged up. He's at the end of his run, like we were saying to yeah. start this. So I want to ask Crab right. this. Say this move happens. Say the move happens. Jade Cargill goes to WWE. Does she go to NXT first or does she go to the main roster? What do you think? So in response to you know, what, what Hugh James said originally, I think it's a lot closer than he believes because 
yes, you can't sell Edge. Cool. But also, do you think the WWE fans are going to immediately gravitate to Jade Cargill? I don't think they know who she is. Because I don't think the WWE fans are more likely to to hop across the border and watch an AEW show than AEW fans are to watch a WWE show. Uh, so I think Jade wouldn't necessarily have to start all the way over at the bottom. But for her to come in on Raw or SmackDown, big deal. Your lights go out and, and Jade appears. Who? And the reason why I say that, because we've been in the building when NXT stars that we thought were huge in NXT Matt Riddle. came up. Yeah. Did their thing. Oh, shit, they're here. Finally, they got the call. Good for them. Baby boys going. Oh, nobody cares. Oh, yeah. Damn. Everyone's like, uh, who's that? <laughs> there, there, there's one difference here. Her mentor is already on the brand, and they give him a mic each and every week. Who's her mentor? Oh, the good old American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. You think he can't get him over? <laughs> Give him three weeks. since you'll be one of the most talked about stars by way of Cody Rhodes. Well, Believe so, that. So, cool. And, and, I, and I think that the move to WWE would be better for her because she is not the wrestler that AEW needs her to be to elevate the women's division. But she's not the star that AEW wants her to be uh, to elevate the women's division because they don't put her on the fucking show. They won't let her. They won't let her be that. They won't. Right. I mean, a, de- a dentist apparently needs to be that star. <laughs> well, people like love the dentist. I mean, well, I mean, she's an American, American sweetheart. Clearly, none of their fans love the dentist. Damn right. But still, the point is, is that to answer your question now, Will, I, I, I'm not sure if she goes straight to the main roster or to NXT. I think that she kind of has to go to NXT to learn the WWE system. Fair. Uh, you know, that, you know, for better or worse, we're not talking about a wrestling standpoint. We're talking about a media, entertainment, television standpoint. I think that she needs to get a WWE gimmick down. Because the wrestler, she has, Hulk Hogan's one of their biggest stars. <clears throat> he was not a good wrestler. Steve Austin, not a great wrestler. WWE is built on gimmicks. So I think that she needs to get that gimmick down and not just the one or two catchphrases that she was able to produce in the five to seven minutes that she had on TV a month. Um, I think that they got to build that whole lore and backstory that WWE likes to do when they have a good gimmick. Um, her looking like she does and being who she is isn't that isn't it. You know, that that's just that's not going to get you so far. Uh, I think that she maybe she does go to T- NXT. Um hone that craft and then we see her hell maybe we see her at wrestlemania maybe we see her raw after Mania. i don't know but but i think for the wwe fans that really probably don't know who she is and for jade herself who needs to integrate into the wwe system it would make more sense for her to go to nxt uh yeah. i don't think it's a money issue because she she's she's eating forever that's that's not a problem it's not about the money it really is about if she wants to do wrestling. And that's another thing, too. Uh, you say that Edge is on the downside of his career. Well, that's obvious. You say that Jade is at the start of her career. Is she? Because I'm not I'm not convinced that she's going to do this 10, 15, 20 years. That's fair. I mean, fair. I, I think I mean, she could be at the midway point through her career, you I, know, two or three years in of I a five, seven, seven year career. I think in WWE, she'll give a very solid seven years. Um, I think I think a, I think a major contract and then a, sh- a shortening contract and and I do agree, NST. I mean, yeah, NST is a good look for her. Also, I think that's a place where she can be dominant, and you don't have to worry about <clears throat> running into other particular wrestlers. Like, if you put on the main roster, she definitely has to avoid particular wrestlers. Charlotte or Beck or Becky's in NST right can't now. Can't put her around Rhea right now. Can't it's put like, her near Rhea. You can't put her near Bianca. There's just a lot of folks that you just have to avoid. But you let her go down to NST and go crazy. Also, she can do the baddies in NST, and that gives a lot of other folks things to do. So, yeah. I think it makes sense there. But but that's I, also I that's say, also, well real quick real quick. That's yeah, so you, yeah. you you mentioned Bianca Belair. Uh, that's obvious. That's kind of the first you know similar matchup where it's like, well, we already have Bianca Belair at home, and and I, and that is kind of a thing. But obviously, she's going to have to go to the main roster eventually. The point is, is that. I do think that just in general, NXT is probably the better way for her. 
um, overall, you know, everything else will come later. But I, I don't know who she's going to be in WWE because every person that I think that she could be, they already kind of have she, and do. She can. I mean, I think she can be herself. I think she. I think she should come in and um, do her do her cosplay. And I, I'm not saying her being an AK is a cosplay, but I think her coming. No, I mean in, like like her coming up a storm and and she talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you should do that, but I think like the WWE folks are going to be able to, to give her advice and saying like, hey, we think you have a lot going on with this, but like, let's make this all meaningful because I think it is cool to see her come out and hit these certain di different things. But now I think like if you can make a gimmick that these different appearances make sense, I think it's the WWE way. But I mean, she'll learn in the NXT. She'll learn the wrestling. She'll, she'll learn to work with different, um, you know, body types and, and different styles. And I think that prepares her for the big stage because uh, at the end of the day, while she didn't work uh, Wembley, well, working these big uh, WWE shows, you, you're going to get that a lot more on the regular. I mean, w, the NXT, uh, NXT, AEW just suspended their pay-per-view from four to, what, six or seven, I think, at this point. You, on, WWE, man. you're working a PLE each month. <laughs> so, well, and, you know, and the house shows. And house shows, you know, yeah. yeah. So, I think um, it's 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 it will be good for her. It this is a good move, and her camp and whatever she had to do. I don't know if she's getting out of her contract or her contract expired. Um, there's a video out out right now that looks like she just finished up her match with Chris at Statlander, and it definitely looked like a goodbye. Um, good for her. Without air on rampage. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is a good move. <clears throat> this is a good move, and I think. I think we could cross the board unless y'all disagree. I think we're excited to see where her career goes. And I, I hope people don't start making this comparison to her being Bianca Belair because they're not. They're black well, women. If, they're both strong, but they're I'm not, not the same. I'm not comparing her to Bianca Belair. I'm comparing her to Lash Legend. I haven't Ooh. seen Lash do a lot yet. She's I been mean, hurt, or she's hurt. But yeah, she, she's been injured, but that's my yeah. point. Not, not, not the point that she's injured, but that's my point is that, like, I'm trying to fit, figure out where she fits into the WWE ecosystem. Also, Not that I'm, she can't make her own way, but yeah. it's just more to the point of like what they already have and have been cultivating that thing. Right. I think, I mean, and that's the thing. Jade is being herself. So it's not her per se working the gimmick. So she will stand out because she's being herself. But I think it will take some soul searching to figure out what is she going to be going forward um, so that she stands out. Because I think they very much will embrace her and sign her for who she is. But if she actually wants to be a top WWE superstar, you're going to have to figure out a way. And as we looked at, you know, um, even with Becky and, and the Becky and, and Chris, uh, Trish Stratus uh, last match at uh, Payback, when you looked at that montage of where they came from, you looked at the different changes that the, the, the two of them had to make to get to where they're at. And the best of them have to do it. And it would be the same for her that regardless of how much success you made on the Indies <laughs> or how much success you made in the AEW and how much of yourself may have got you to where you at, it will take a point where you will have to reinvent yourself to really get over, get to the next level. And we'll see how that is. And also sign me up for her versus Nikita Lyons for a, a few, for about six months. <laughs> I was going to say the first people, I, if she's coming to the main roster, the first people I'd put her up against, it makes the perfect sense to me. You put her against damage control. Yeah. They got, you got three opponents for her right there that are all different, that are all experienced. Except EO's all the be able to level her up. What? Probably by then, I would, I wouldn't put her up against EO for the title or nothing right yet. I would, I would hopefully have all that wrapped up by the time this happens. But mm. those three as heels against her, I think, yeah. would be a great dynamic and be a great way to get her in the mix with three experienced folks that could, you know, they could yeah. really like help her out because she'd have a mix of people to work with on a I, regular basis. I hope to God. Whoever's in charge of creative or whatever, let's set Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez and do not try to put Jay in that same gimmick about being strong and somebody's yeah. her best friend. It is failing miserably for her. Raquel needs to Jade's be, gotta be her so own fast. thing. She's got to yes. be her own thing. Absolutely. Yep. I think we can all yep. agree on that. Yep. All right. We want to switch gears. We got about 10 minutes left to, to, to get into the dramas, to get into the. The never-ending excitement. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. We've right. been talking about Jade for the longest, but realistically, if Edge pops up on AEW, okay, like, 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 you know, he, he does the thing. It's a bit. What does he do there? 
I nothing. know. It don't. What is Christian doing besides being the mouthpiece? Well, well, well Christian is being a goddamn good middle-aged, midlife crisis bad scientist. Christian, you know, the, the turtleneck has sent them into supervillain mode. Uh, you know, like IKEA store manager turned supervillain, and I and I love it. He's doing the best work of his Me, I, the last ten years. Exactly, and that is a spot that he has created that's working for him. You take right. him out of that, he becomes irrelevant to me instantly. And if you put him next to Edge, and y'all say, "Oh, y'all be getting ready to wrestle now," I care as much about that as I care about the Hardys right now. I just don't care. You don't need to let rehash them, it. Let them You've wrestle at MTW for all I care. Like yeah. I, I just don't. Or let them do they. What you know what they should do? They should do. The greatest, they should do like a showcase of the greatest tag teams of all time on the independence. You have the Dudleys that just got back together. You have the Hardys. You have now Edge of Christian potentially being able to do something. Do a showcase show of the greatest tag teams of all times um, and, 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 and let them all self-fund it and make a bag from out of it. That's how I think you do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that would be cool. But realistically, the only way that uh, the Edge comes into AEW and it means anything more than a cup of coffee to anybody is that he calls out Kenny Omega. Like that was <laughs> like a one-off with him. I mean, that would have to be the one-off, you know, the entire retirement. Maybe they do it in Canada, you know, it, it, but it would have to be something because everything else we've seen, you know, edge versus Adam Cole. I don't really care. Um, you know, edge versus one of the bucks. Well, that's not really a thing. Brian edge Danielson, Christian, we've seen, we've don't seen care. All that. Danielson. That's not, you know, that's not a thing. Um, and they don't have a guy, you know, Edge versus Starks could be fun, um, but they don't really have a guy at that high, high, high. Oh, God, top they level. do like they do like Edge and Christian against the the Bucks. I right. could see that. I, I could, could see totally that too, see but, that. but but uh, but why? I, I think that it would. Have I have to no way. I could see it happening. It, yeah, I, he I'm don't even say his name, but he just comes in, you know, sits down and says, "Do you know? Do you know who that is? Movies. Y'all know who that is, right?" Right. What's he doing here? <laughs> That's gonna be a ton of that. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on commentary and I'm calling him Edge by mistake. <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that's the retirement match that kind of has to happen because AEW realistically doesn't have a star at that level to make that a marquee match that you would want to see. I mean, they, they, they just don't, they don't have anybody to match up with them, um, that we haven't seen already. Yeah, I just don't care. Right. Well, there you go. So, all right. Um, you know, I was kind of stalling because I hate the list, but go ahead. <laughs> we don't have to stay on the list that long. We'll take up our home stretch here. I'll, I'll just say real quick. So, the top three, they went with the gimmick of they got the shield all together. The shield's your top three. So, in order, this part, I'm kind of surprised Seth Rollins is number one. Seth Rollins, number one, Roman Reigns, number two, John Moxley, number three. Wow. So they're going to sell, sell some magazines with the Shield dominating the wrestling business. So, look, okay, let's see. The, the time period this covered is July 2022 to July 2023. And, of course, they do their usual, uh, what is it? It's a mix of win-losses, quality of competition, championships won, major feud, prominence within a promotion. You know, they can weigh that however they want, as we always say. It's like, you know, there's a lot of wiggle room here. But Seth, number one, you're your current world heavyweight champion. Roman Reigns, number two. Probably, I'm guessing Roman Reigns didn't get number one because he's not around all the time. It's probably what was used against him. And then Moxley, number three. So, I mean, Lord knows he's been a main part of AEW the whole time through. So yep. my, my seething hatred of him notwithstanding, <laughs> um, I, I think far and away, uh, Orange Cassidy has been the guy in AEW. I, I he's think in he's the number top eight. 10. He's number eight. Which doesn't make sense. Like I, I think like because even over over Friedman, uh definitely over Moxley. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. But uh I you know uh, Vikingo is number five. How? But I, I really think the Orange Cassidy has been the backbone of AEW for the past year. If we're talking about from close. June to that June, international title run was amazing. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I don't know how he's not in the top five at least. Yeah. But Gunther being number four and uh, yeah. Vikingo being number five, um, Friedman at at six, Okada seven, uh, Josh Alexander at nine. 
I, so basically, they just, they just got champions. They they cover all major promotions and they put their champ. They, they cover they all cover major all promotions. promotions all major promotions, and they take the champions from each of them, and then they rank them because each of the champions have to be in the top ten. So Josh, Josh Alexander, who's been kind of in and out of Impact, is more of a constellation of well, he's been the champion for Impact, so we have to have him right. up there. Impact's so, got to so, have, have his representation in the top ten for sure, because you're right. But if um, that's the case, then how come Athena isn't in the top twenty? That's because not oh, the women. I didn't even think of the women because they've had the women in before. Yeah, but you have to do intergender. You have to do intergender. They have women on this list. Yeah, they have to. They do intergender wrestling. Then that's that's what. Oh, okay. So the women on the list are on the list because they do intergender wrestling. Now Trisha Dora at eighty two. I remember she was she was the highest ranked one before. She still is this year, but last year eighty two. Yeah, she's at eighty two. No, I love some Trish, but I haven't seen much of Trish this year, and and I know they recognize her as the as a as a world champion. No, and but Billy Starks is ninety six. She cracked the top hundred. Yeah, I haven't seen much Paging of Trish this year, here. and Trish Trish also went overseas, and she's also relocated, so she has not been working in this area as often. But well, I don't and, think she's been... and then AEW, she's behind the paywall of honor, so no one sees oh, that. True. That's always the issue that. The paywall of honor hides yeah. people. Yeah, but I mean, like, even that, I don't think she was like working actively. Anyway, I, I digress. Uh, where is Takeshna? Because that's the person I think who's uh, outside of Orange Cassidy has been. My on eyes for. just landed on him. 126. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about something else now. <laughs> <laughs> talk about something else. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm paging through it, to see who else, jumps else. Who's, out who's, at who's from who's from eleven to twenty? Go there. All right, 11 to 20. Breaking it. Okay, number 11, Sonata. Number 12, Claudio. Uh, 13, Carmelo Hayes. 14, Sa- 14, Samoa Joe. All champions here. Oh, wait, here we go. Wait, 15. Here's their highest ranked woman. 15, Masha Slamovich. Champion. 15. So there you go. She's the top ranked woman. Champion. Uh, 16, Brian Danielson. Here's the one people were all, the, the all folks were in their feelings about today. Number 17, Will Ospreay. People are not what? happy about that for folks that care about Will Ospreay. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't care about Will Ospreay. Me neither. So I was like, whatever. That's fine. Uh, 18, Alexander Hammerstone. 19, Bobby Lashley. And 20 is uh, Trey Miguel. That's your top 20. Champions. Just all champions. Ma- Masha is what number? 15. 15. Jeez. That's, I'm surprised she got that high. That's way high. That's that's pretty she, cool. And she's not the impasse knockout champion, but uh, I'm guessing no, she's, but she's, she's like a GCW champion, isn't she? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I know that she's a champion on the indies for at least at least one promotion. Yeah, she definitely mm-hmm. has some titles. Definitely has some titles. I think she has the tag titles in uh, Impact right now. She, her and, she uh, did, her and Killer Kelly. I think. Oh, that's right, right. But that would be outside of the window because that yeah. it's from July to July. Yeah, yeah July, nothing, July. No, no, yeah, nothing taken away from Masha. It's just at the end of the day, you can tell that eleven through shit. You can tell that what about eight through twenty is just like if you're a champion, you got to give them up pretty early. They just, they just take every they take the list every company. Yeah. They okay, who are the champions? Okay, well, yeah. mix them up. That's our top 30. <laughs> like, yeah. go from there. Well, like I said in the beginning, man, listen, every all the wrestlers, they're, they're excited, and they find this as means for motivation, so good good for them for taking that. I, I, I just think that the folks I thought that really, you know, at least from what I've been watching, the folks that really stood out to me was definitely Orange Cassidy and Takeshna. So Orange, remember, he's that makes sense. Takeshna being in 100 and something? What? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I guess the, the, the fun is the funnest part for me. The PWI 500 was always like that about 350 to 500 range where like you just see like names you don't know or people you would just like have forgotten about. I'm like, oh, yeah, what about them? What they've been doing? That's always yeah. the interesting part of me is seeing the names like the new folks. Well, That's number 500 like. is Andre Chase. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Andre Chase, come on. I got to do chase you like that all the way down at 500. <laughs> I got George South is 492. They got George South on here still from back in the day. Yeah. Whew. I'm looking at that 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 upper range now. Colt Cabana 474. How? Where's Punk at? <laughs> Where's CM Punk? Well, guy, he's got to be in that top 50, I'm sure. Let me see. But wait, he's been hurt a lot and he was suspended a lot. So maybe he's not so? in the top 50. I'm looking. Yes. I'm looking. 
Uh, I don't think he's in the top 50. Uh, where is CM Punk? You would think he's got to be in the somewhere near the top here. Yeah, I don't see him on. I don't see him on the list at all. You think he's his all suspensions and stuff and injuries? Like, well, I mean, he's got to be in here somewhere. If it's from July to uh, that includes brawl out. That yeah, he was suspended from September until like April. Matt Cardone is thirteen. (laughs) <laughs> Time out. Made sure ch- chime in there with. <laughs> I mean, you know, he he he, he is the yeah the champion of them independent wrestling. Wait, yep. wait. So where's Kenny Omega then? Are you talking uh, about suspicions? He, he was in the twenties. He was in the twenties. I saw his name. Uh, twenty five. Twenty five. Kenny Omega. Mike. So Sam Punk can't make the list. No, I need. I'm gonna do a, a separate search just to make sure he's got to be in here somewhere. The only one, the only one I've heard is. They they realized they omitted was a uh, Katsuya Naido. They they forgot him. I know he didn't make the list. They already apologized for that. Uh, did a CM Punk? Uh, I just did a search on the webpage that I'm looking at, and CM Punk doesn't come up. Really? <laughs> huh? Mm. Uh, he didn't exist then. Um, nope. Yeah, he does not show up at all. Interesting. Interesting. Huh, I guess the in, the injury factor and the brawl out factor and well, they hate. You know, I mean, that's that's clearly what it is. I mean, it's another another hit job, you know, uh, trying to just you know tarnish the legacy of you know of, of a great man. But you know, <laughs> that's what we're doing. That's what it is. Well, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, the, the, like the list is bullshit, and that, and that's the thing. Like the fact that we talk about this goddamn list every year, uh, you know, annoys me to no end because it just doesn't. Like the list is the list. If you believe in the list, cool. But then when Gresham was trying to use the list as a um, uh, a bad can't honor, be doing jobs, <laughs> yeah, and they like clown him. So which is it? Does the list matter? Or does the list not matter? Uh, so I think it only matters really if your person is on there. Um, but as as far as the list goes, whatever. I mean, it you know I I don't care. It doesn't make sense. Um, there's so much that that's left on the table. They only really count the um, the shows that they watch. Um, it's not like they're doing all of the wrestling world, which the, a 500 person list seems that it would be. But there's a lot of shit that I'm not seeing from companies within Japan. So realistically, the the list is is whatever you want it to be. And if you're a Seth Rollins fan, then cool, pop some champagne or some grape Kool Aid for you. Um, if you're a fan of Orange Cassidy, then, you know, top 10, good for you. If you're a fan of Steve Macklin, you know, 41, you know, top 50, good for you. Yeah, it was half champ, half the, half the time. So Yeah. Um, Edge being at 50, you know, cool, you know, good for you. But but it, it's, it's much ado about nothing. Uh, it really is. And I'm not saying that because, like, my favorite guy, QT, is in, like, the fourth 20s or something like that. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's also a champ now. He's a champ now, so especially well, going to raise hot. stock, obviously. But you know, he's at four fifteen. <laughs> but it's, it's just it's like so what? This just doesn't it doesn't matter at all. Stay like, tuned, folks. We'll have the women's two fifty up next. God damn it! <laughs> In about a month or so, they've expanded it from one hundred and fifty. It will be two hundred and fifty when it comes around in about a month. I think after that, they do the tag teams now. So you got gotta have lists for everything, folks. So. I don't know. It is what it is. Always creates some interesting discussion. But yeah, I think the big takeaway this year is doesn't seem to be as much like whining and crying about it unless you're a Ocean Spray fan. Well, I, th- I think in general, I think that the bottom 100 is more interesting than the top 100. No, I agree. There's a lot more interesting <laughs> to see who's down there and who's who's coming up and who's who's getting recognized at that yeah. level. But, that's that's the know. that's the most fun of the day for me is seeing like all the all the indie folks being like oh my god here here's the picture of like where I am on the list and what what my little blurb said for being mm-hmm. on here you know? yeah it's almost I, like a yearbook photo yeah exactly yeah that's a good yeah. comparison or just a yearbook period with the superlatives in it yeah exactly most, most yeah, likely yeah. to succeed here yeah. there you go there you go yeah. all right well we did it we made it to an hour more than an hour with all our darn corporate talk and. 500 talk and people switching sides and all that so 
I don't know what we'll be talking about next week. We don't have a big show on the horizon yet. Grand Slam is when? Week after this coming. coming 20, right? mm-hmm. uh, no, I think it's next weekend. It's not next Wednesday, is it? No. Is it? Um, it's the, it's the week after. <clears throat> I don't think it's the fourth weekend. Today's in, the uh, 14th. That can't be next week. It's got to be the week after. I mean, the 21st would make sense. Um, is it? Is it next week? My God. Yeah, it's the 20th. Oh, my God. It's next week. Yeah, it's next week. Wow. Yeah, it was always wow. around that time. Um, The 20-something of September. Yeah. For some reason, I thought we had another week in there. Okay, so we'll be talking about. I'm sure we'll be talking about Grand Slam. How mm-hmm. how much of a crowd they have for that? Where we can get into that next week because <laughs> there's definitely a crowd last night for a Dynamite was light, and we're only not even a month away from Wembley having happened. And last night they had about two and a half thousand people in a giant building. So, how, what where, happens? Where in, were they? Uh, Cincinnati. So Moxley Country, and oh, well. it, it yeah, it was under three K. It yeah. was, there was a lot of pictures going around. Of, I, I hear that they're doing like two for one deals and stuff like that. You know, um, you know, it's, you know, they're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, that's something we can get new next week. I think we will have the time next week unless some crazy story breaks. Cause yeah, there's a lot going on with all that. A lot of people taking notice of like, yeah, ticket deals and stuff like that. Yeah. So, well, well that, that's really what it is. And that's something we'll, you know, we'll definitely talk about in the, in the further along the future, because, um, AEW, depending on who you ask, is either having the best year of their life or they are uh, stale, like three-day-old bread left behind the refrigerator. Which is it? Is it a little bit of both? Because uh, Two you things can be argue. true. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> argue with the fact that Wembley happened. You cannot argue with the fact that Forbidden Door was a thing and, you know, uh, Friedman being the mm-hmm. uh, babyface champion, people didn't know they needed. Um, there are some historic things happening for AEW. A collision, you know, uh, you know, kicking ass and, and taking names, and but then we're not seeing the growth. Yeah, you know, so there's that. I mean, the video game came, but then it also went. <laughs> it's not popping anymore. Um, no. You know, and then where where's the growth? Your Mortal Kombat's coming out. When is Kimmy, Kenny Omega as the Terminator in in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> I mean, like, and again, we've we've talked about that level of synergy before, and we'll definitely talk about it again. But that's kind of the big thing. Is AEW actually having their best year? That might be the topic for next week. Well, we will well, see. Well, uh, hold, yeah, hold that. Put a pin in that. Until we'll put week. a pin in that and put that in the queue, and yeah. we will see what shakes out in the next week that we got to talk about. So we don't have any ma- major pay-per-views this week. Yeah, remind us on Wednesday. Yeah, we will see if in seven days that may be the topic to go with next week. Thanks for being with us, folks, here on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. You know what you got to do over the next week. Social media, it's at Big Gold Belt. On the web, it's BigGoldBelt.com for all your wrestling, movies, comics, and more. All that kind of good stuff, always covered at BigGoldBelt.com. The podcast version drops tomorrow morning. On Fridays, we have the video every week here, Thursday nights, 8 p.m. It lives on on YouTube and all that. But we're glad you're here with us, folks. Thanks for stopping by. We will see you next week. And until then, watch some wrestling and We'll see what we talk about next week, whether it's State of AEW or whatever all else. But talk to you later, folks. Thanks for coming by on your big old belt wrestling podcast.